Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Right now, get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton Shred. Accessories like non-slip grip resistance bands, a heart rate monitor, yoga blocks, and more. Take your workout to the next level with Peloton, motivation that moves you. Hurry, this limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. bi-weekly podcast all about monster pep talks, Star Wars ringtones, and pre-politics Twitter shade. I am your host, Abby, and I'm joined this week once again by the lovely Joy. Hello, Joy. Hi, Abby. Hi, we are we are here. We're going to talk about the, uh, it's the 12th episode, right? The 12th episode of it is. Once Upon a Time to do a recap of this very weirdly intense filler episode it's we both recognize that it's filler but it's just so like it just starts at 11 and never really goes down it's just a, it's it's a it is a uh second movie in a trilogy episode it has the setup 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 wait for the payoff oh wait ah you'll have to wait until next week or in this case uh, in two weeks like it's, it's insane it's like violently throwing bread cr- crumbs at somebody being like oh you're gonna love next week just you wait yes just you wait <laughs> Um, because yeah, everybody is so anxious this entire episode. And then in the B plot, it's, uh, well, it's quick, but the B plot is also very, like, very violent and dramatic. Um, very violent. which I did like the title card on this one. Cause it was, it did help set up like the confusion of what was happening because it was the not quite black and white. It's got that cool, like, um, whatever shading oh, like that they were using. Tone? Yeah. A little bit. Uh, not quite Hades sapia tone, but you know, no. <laughs> But, oh my god, how many different categories of sepia? <laughs> uh, if I'm I was sure better, someone at, knows the word for it. <laughs> if I was better at Instagram, I feel like I would know the filter, but... Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to know it. <laughs> no, no, no. But no, it definitely it definitely has a, a, uh, a flavor to the color, for sure. Well, and I did like this, and then we're going to... I think we're just going to jump right in, just to just cut to the chase here, but I, I did like in the title card that Rumpel was wearing just this bright red cloak thing that I feel like I don't ever see again because I'm going to guess basically Rumpel's normal outfit and the way that he is colorized like with his makeup and stuff he wouldn't have stood out as a character in color I no it's it's a hundred percent like I imagine it as Rumpel being like oh what's the fashion sense of where I'm going okay cool and then he like found a cloak that looked <laughs> vaguely, you know, 18, you know, 18 double X, exactly. whatever. 
And, like, he found, like, that weird sort of doublet thing that happens of, like, the London cloaks. But he made it this brilliant red color, which could may or may not have been velvet. Like, it was crazy. (laughs) Oh, I love it because it also had very, like, the first thing I always think about when you see something that's out of place in black and white worlds like that, I always think about the giver. Uh, Yeah. You know, like, you wake up and one day the color red exists and you're just like, uh, okay. But then, obviously, I also now currently think of WandaVision. Um, yes. No spoilers, but uh, no spoilers. Wandavision. I have no. also been watching it, and I have been nervous as hell the entire time. That's uh, at, all. At, That's all at, I'm going to say. <laughs> at, at time of recording, at time of recording this, everyone, we are about three episodes from where you probably are at the moment. So um, we couldn't spoil <laughs> you right. if we tried. We couldn't spoil you if we tried. No. <laughs> It's all I can say is it's very well done. I'm enjoying it, and I am nervous every single time. I will say, it. I will. I, I first of all, I would love um, any mashup of anything with Dick Van Dyke for no reason. I don't need an explanation. Like we're no. we're finally going down rabbit holes of what explanations are. I'm like, I don't care. I just want you to put characters in Dick Van Dyke for no reason. Um, I know. I, I love just, those TV I love shows. When I found out that he actually. Like, and this isn't a spoiler, because this is just news about the thing. But, like, Dick Van Dyke actually was a consultant for Mm. WandaVision. And I was just like, wait, wait, wait. It felt so (laughs) pure. That makes so much sense. Yeah. And and for those of you who have watched the show or plan on watching the show, the first episode is very Dick Van Dyke, Mary Tyler Moore. Like, it is is perfectly in that vein. It's, It's a perfect tribute. I, um, I grew up on that, that age of, like, Nick at Night. So, so it was just, I, like, yes. obsessed with that stuff. So, um, yes, anyway. So once upon a time. <laughs> no, I will just say the one thing that I am, uh, that it makes me laugh about WandaVision is that I have not been keeping up with Marvel. Um, <laughs> like, I haven't been rewatching a bunch of stuff. Like, I'm wow, supposed you to be. Must, you must be very confused. I, I, I notice things. Like, I'll be like, that's an Easter egg. I don't know why it's an Easter egg, but it is. And I need to figure out what's going on. Because people just start exploding, and I'm like, I had a good time. Um, but I, I, would like to, I would like to dive into whatever posts are being made and, and discover all of the work that you're being doing and enjoy it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. No, I had, I had a lot of um, – me and my fiancé sat down to watch it uh, with – uh, another good friend at the time. And it was just, it was so interesting to watch and it's beautiful to watch. Highly recommend. But there is a moment for those of us who know the MCU the way we do, that we're just like, we just start flying with theories. There are oh, theories yeah. against all the walls in my living room. And then as we watch it, we start taking away theories. <laughs> like so, we're the Mothman or something and we have probabilities on the wall and we just take away theories one at a time. Oh, uh, we should just... I. I don't know, uh, pa- patrons. When we when we kick back off, um, and we do start doing monthly special episodes, what are your thoughts on an entire episode about cryptids? Because <laughs> oh, I have opinions. Oh, I don't know. I love, it could just be one. I love I love cryptids. I love all of them. Um, and I'm my son is currently obsessed with Siren Head, which is a technically pretty new cryptid, but mostly born out of just fiction. It doesn't matter. Much much like Slenderman. Uh, that's where kind of. Uh, Siren Head. Go- anyway, so what are we talking about? Uh, once upon a time, what so a quaint little a show. Once that upon a time, what a quaint little show. Take three. <laughs> mm. No, yes. No, no, so no. Uh, just because of the because of the nature of the way the episode starts, which is immediately where we left off, I think uh, it's probably better if we address what happened in. I almost said the Enchanted Forest. It's not the Enchanted Forest. No, what it do is. We call it, it is. 
It is the, uh, you know what? Let's just call it what we should call it. Mary Shelley land. Uh, Mary Shelley land. Because Agreed. the girl, girl got us started. Uh, not girl, woman, <laughs> lady, m- ma'am. She, she kicked us off in the science, <laughs> ma'am. Fi- sci-fi, ma'am queen has said sci-fi and all of that fun stuff in motion and i forgot how much i loved all of the frankenstein storylines because first of all they do something in here that that does make me laugh and they also almost name it they they almost address exactly what they did but we'll get there we'll get there we'll get there this b plot is so short they they cut it's it up so into short. little tiny pieces, but it just it barely it's so, happens. Also, so traumatizing. Like it's definitely mm. one of those stories that like I get why they broke it up in this way because it was a it was it's hard. Like the like it t- you know because of it does you know once upon a time does what we love that it does mm-hmm. where it turns things on its ear a little bit. It does keep the Frankenstein story somewhat accurate. Like there's no. Uh, I almost said Bride of Frankenstein, which is technically right, but there's no, like, wife, and there's no nephew, if I'm remembering the original Frankenstein right. Um, Mm -hmm. But in this case, it's a brother and a father uh, for Victor. Um, Yes. And it's just, it's so heartbreaking. (laughs) Oh, it's heartbreaking, and I do like the way that they had to break it up, because they've already told us the middle chunk of what goes on, so they couldn't yes. even give us that. Like, they were just like, we'll explain the first They've already sort beforehand. of skipped to the end, so we're like, yeah. we're gonna fill in a little bit in here. Let's just, the, the whole point of this is to explain why Vic, why Dr. Whale is drinking. Uh, so it starts <laughs> out with, first of all, um, it, what, oh no, I, I forgot his name already. Is it, it's Gerald, right? Gerald. Uh, Ger- Gerald. Gerhalt. 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 We could call him Jerry. Jerry. Uh, yeah, Jerry with his, uh, I love Jerry's Prince Charming outfit. He, I know. <laughs> the shoulder pads, the tassels, 10 out of 10, wore it constantly. I think he shot all of this in one day and they never changed him. They I'm just pretty like, sure. I do. I get, I definitely get the feeling and we'll get into why later, but I'm pretty sure they had him in the same outfit and literally just touched up his makeup as the day went on. Oh my God, I love and it. And that was it. Bless so him. We, we are introduced to... Um, the the Frank the Frankenstein family the Frankenstein's uh, the Frankenstein's so Daddy Frankenstein is so proud of his boys one more than the other um, the younger son the younger son because which... look how charming he is look at his jaw look at his look at his medals and his shoulder pads yeah I do I definitely think it's a like Daddy uh, you know maybe daddy was we're not entirely sure why daddy loves a younger son more i i do think it's like daddy was in the war and daddy thinks war is manly and daddy thinks that's what's good for his sons the problem is his older son only wants to do science damn it and (laughs) nerd nerd Nerd. Uh, and his brother i feel so bad for victor victor frankenstein is like just you know, I'm doing these really important experiments and I can like I, make people live forever. And his dad I, is like, <sighs> I do like the dynamic, um, making Victor the older, less successful brother, because, um, not that I have this dynamic in my family, but I am the oldest child. And every once sure. in a while I do like, you get that feeling like you're just like, you were the Guinea pig kid. So the Guinea pig kid obviously is the science kid where it's just like, right. well, he was the one you're that they trying, tried to learn how to parent stuff out. <laughs> and the oldest kid also, because we know that, uh, and he says this later, but we know that, uh, 
Lady Frankenstein is no longer with us. And right. uh, often with tropes in fairy tales and also with, um, and, and most stories and stuff, it's like the older kid is the one that gets either ousted or made to come up as a parent because of how much FaceTime they got with the other parent. Right. Um, so I'm going to guess, um, I'm going to guess Mama Frankenstein fostered the science. And then when she went away, it was, well, why won't they don't both fight in wars? That's what I, my man, understand. Yeah. And I do, I do think, because uh, there is a very, like, heartbreaking moment where, it, is it a watch? It's a pocket um, watch. It's a pocket I think watch it, uh, that, like, belonged to their mother. And, like, Victor has a very obvious, like, oh, yeah, mom's pocket watch. Yeah, I know exactly what that is, dad. Sure, give it to li- awesome. my little bro. Cool. It's yeah. all very, it's all very Catherine Heigl in 27 dresses. A terrible, awful, yes. heartbreaking. <laughs> it's so, uh, it's so sad. And basically the dad is just like, you know, I, I don't care about your science experiments. I want you to do something that makes me proud. So I've willingly, I've against your will signed you up to go be a doctor on, in the on war. Like the, in like the front yeah. or something. You, or like Because dad just wants to say he's, he has a, he's a doctor, but he's a doctor in the war. Um, right. Because that he can wrap his head around. He can't brag about what Victor is doing because he doesn't understand what Victor is doing. That's a very good point. I do think I do think a lot of his father's motivations is like, if I get it, then you're then you're praiseworthy. <laughs> because I assume that did, and this is I like it when we just this is like getting into the like the just absolute weeds with characters. But you have to imagine that Dad Frankenstein is like all only with the war buddies that he had that survived. And the only way it's like being the old football crew and then your son's yeah. really into theater and you're just like, I have no idea how to explain this to my buddies. So why don't you do football so I can brag about my kid? Like it's a, it, it's a very, obviously a very toxic way to parent. Uh, right. As we see how it later goes. Cause by the way, the family dysfunctional as hell. So um, dysfunctional, but at least the younger brother, like, you can tell even in the first sequence that like the younger brother really looks up to Victor. Yeah. You know, uh, Geralt is just really supportive and like, really like, Hey dad, stop being a butt. Yeah. You know, but like dad, definitely dad, that way. Dad does not do that. Dad um, does not do that. Yep. Ever. <laughs> Jerry tries to give Victor the watch, uh, Victor says no, and then is like, I'm going to make it on my own. I don't need dad's money, and I'm not going to the war. I've got this all figured out. Jump cut to him and Igor cleaning out the cleaning out the uh, med bay that they have built. I and, know. Um, and they're like summer. Oh, that was the other thing that dad had an issue with. It was like their summer castle home something Ugh. i don't know Ugh. it's weird it's a Ugh. level of like this is our eastern property or something ridiculous we, and it's just we like go it's, there it's for christmas <laughs> it's like a windmill of brick and stone like i'm just i'm sitting here going where are your rooms like it's just yeah. it's just a stairway down into like an open brick and mortar place and i'm <laughs> like in shelly land we don't believe in doors <laughs> no we just build a small area and go straight up into the sky yes uh, rooms never heard of her stairs for days stairs um, for days but a, a, a man in a beautiful red cloak appears and uh, a little exposition. Rumpelstiltskin is so extra. I, he's very episode. extra. 
very extra in this episode. I mean, like, and uh, and I part of what I love about this is as as you mentioned, like we're in this like not sepia, like silver mm-hmm. sepia land thing, and um, we're just not. Uh, what's the word? We're not. Um, sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> Completely lost my train of thought. Let me pick that up again. We're we're in this like sepia world where we're not really introduced to color. There's not a lot of color happening. Mm-hmm. There's like light silvers and dark silvers, and you can kind of tell that like Geralt's you know uh, uh, uniform is basically white. You know, as yeah. you said, with the lapels and stuff. And then here's Rumpelstiltskin with his green skin and his auburn hair and this bright red cloak, and uh, he just he instantly knows that he's other. <laughs> and oh, yeah. he is instantly like oh is it my rosy complexion like it just he just knows who he is and why he's here <laughs> yep he shows and he's up got and all he, the answers <laughs> he shows up and he decides listen and he tells us the plot of the the episode we saw before hey i'm gonna introduce you to a guy with a hat you gotta trick a girl uh and then you can have a heart because it basically uh the whole time he's just dunking on the fact that mary shelley land science is not good He's just like, I can do some stuff, but you can do other stuff. But your other stuff kind of sucks. I would just like to foster the other stuff. Also, here is so much money. And then (laughs) upends Hermione's beaded bag and just just money just pours out. Black and gold money, which was confusing, but just money pours from it at a a very large amount. Just like gold coins forever. This cascade of gold coins and like... You know, and then literally just becomes Batman when Igor comes back yeah. into the scene, like he's just gone. And yeah. I'm just like, but the money is still there. And he's just like, so. he's like, he's like, Igor, it's going to be fine. Get get us the finest ponies. We're going to the graveyard. We're going to the graveyard. I was like, I don't oh, know what no. accent that was. I don't know what accent that was. Um, so we go <laughs> well, to the graveyard. Doctor Whale does have a very. Can we talk for a second about Doctor Whale's very strange accent in this episode? Always. Well, like I, it's always yeah. just a. It's a very affected. But somehow not posh accent. Like it's it's this very strange, clipped, you know, uh, weird. I've got money, but I don't exactly know where I'm going with this. Like yeah. because <laughs> his, no one else talks like this. Like his dad and no brother one else don't talks do like this. this. His brother doesn't talk like this. His dad doesn't talk oh, like this. You know this. what? Igor you know doesn't what? talk like this. He probably learned to talk like that in that liberal leftist college that he went off to. And that uh, science school of yours. And they brainwashed him with science and stem cell, stem, or I said stem cells, stem education, uh, which may, boy, Victor Frankenstein would have lost his mind about stem cell research, by the way. Oh, no. Um, Victor, Victor Frankenstein would have been the happiest boy in the playground. Oh, my God. He'd have just been, like, research. sitting up front, arm co- constantly raised. I have I questions. Have so many questions. Um... <laughs> Uh, so cut to the graveyard. First of all, um, uh, I think I Jerry, am just Jerry out sh- of character for a quick second. I think I am still peeking, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit back. Okay. Uh, and hopefully save you a bit of like audio no worries. help there. Um, so, so we go to the graveyard and, uh, I hate this graveyard scene so much. Jerry shows up and he's just like, what are you doing? Father, no, this is, is this what you're doing? I was told that you were here. Uh, let's talk about Victor Frankenstein's hat and how much I want to wear it all the time. And like the scarf thing that he's wearing, whatever this outfit was, 10 out of 10, I love this outfit so much. 
Yeah, I he, don't. Yeah. I I feel like he's grave robber cowboy in this sequence. I don't know. He's giving me like he's also giving me like the prospector cowboy vibes. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> like this is the land of which I will till. It's like you're standing in a grave right now. Oh, sir. he 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 <laughs> just like he was like, well, it's going to rain, so I have to put on my jauntiest hat. Um, yes. And he's just like, no, you're not supposed to be here. And then, like, the guy that's, like, I I don't know, a policeman or unexplained man with gun is just like, hey, what are you doing? And Victor screams, no, he's in uniform. And then they just run like hell to the carriage. And that is about the moment we realize that uh, that he shot the hell out of him, just like a big old bullet, very... um, yeah, Jerry, Jerry's, Jerry's got a, this is Jerry's last performance. <laughs> yeah, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry's curtain call here, um, got shot. And so Victor, um, went Dies for a body. pretty immediately, sort of. Like, I feel like, or maybe he just passes out. It's, it's Probably. hard to know if he Probably. just, like, I, like, for some reason, he just seemed very, to go very limp very quickly. And I was like, what kind of soldier are you? You get shot in the shoulder, and then you're out in one. <laughs> None that apparently like, sees the front line. Like, he was just right? like, oh, I, 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 I seem to have gotten a paper to cut. <laughs> just hits the dirt. Like, just a lot of faint, fainting soldiers. <laughs> it is very much that. It's so uh, weird. So, ironically, he goes to the graveyard to get a body, leaves with a body. And leaves with a body. Um, I think I actually wrote that down. <laughs> nice. Nice. So we, we cut to, hard cut to, um, <laughs> hard cut to, to old Jerry uh, strapped to the old table. And they basically, for, they, they make it look all cool and everything, but they basically electrocute him. And it doesn't work, shockingly. Um, <laughs> shockingly. 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 You did that on purpose. <laughs> I actually didn't. I say shockingly too much. But it worked in this stint. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, this was my favorite. I've always felt that it was too easy to pull a heart during Once Upon a Time. Uh, Victor, uh, backs that claim up because he literally knifes open Jerry's chest, reaches in and pulls out a blackened heart and just like, damn, we electrocuted it. It's like, yeah, like there is a- It's a lump of coal by the time they're done with it. And I'm just like, wait, wait. <laughs> there is a ribcage, sir. You would have needed a bone saw. Did you go up and under? How did you do this? How'd you um, do that? <laughs> and, 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 you know, it's just like, Igor, cover him with a sheet. It will be used as the shroud. And it's just like, yes, correct. Like, what? So sure. And then here comes Daddy Frankenstein, and he is upset. Uh, well, um, he, he even comes down of like, I thought I told you to pack all your all your crap up. I thought I told you to clean your room, son. Like, it's basically Daddy. how he comes in. And then it's like, I heard you were at a cemetery earlier, which is like, so you're telling me it got back to Daddy Frank. Somebody recognized them. Got back to Daddy Frankenstein of like, by the way, your son is in a cemetery. And then like, he comes in and it's just like, oh no, my other son, the son I actually love is dead. So I, I still would like to understand how this house works because it would seem because of the lightning that they're using that they're up on the top but every time someone comes in they approach down the stairs <laughs> what how do they get do they have to go all the way up then all the way down like i have so many questions about whatever castle whatever summer home this is but i mean maybe it's like a young frankenstein situation maybe there's like 
a, a pulley system that <laughs> brings the maybe. table up to the ceiling. Oh, uh, maybe. Oh, man. Uh, so, basically, Dad's just like, what have you been doing in the body? <gasps> my boy. Like, I thought of Harry Potter immediately. It was just like, my boy. My beautiful my boy. boy. <laughs> and he's just like, you cut him open. It's like, well, I was trying to fix him, Dad. And he's just like, you're, he's like, oh, uh, I've lost two sons today. I have zero sons now. And leaves. Yeah, I it's love just how like, he instantly jumps to, like, you are now disowned. Yeah. Well, I mean, when the soldier, like, did the soldiers not tell you that they're the ones who shot him? Like, all I could think of was, like, if Victor literally could have been, like, by the way, those soldiers shot us. I feel like, well, because then the answer would have been, well, you weren't supposed to be there in the first place. You're the reason he's dead, which you you, you couldn't have have won here with Daddy Frankenstein. Um, So, Rumpelstein. Yeah. So... (laughs) This is when Rumpel is just like, hey, man, I'll get your heart. It'll be fine. Let's get your heart. So they get the heart. The yada, yada, yada. We do a little scene cut. We come back. He's got the heart. He. We don't see the heart. It, we just see the moment his hand starts moving. Right. Yeah, we just see the, we just see the it's alive moment. It's alive. <laughs> and so he gets up. And then, again, poor Jerry. They immediately put him back in his, his dress uniform. I know. Nothing about any dress uniforms I've heard about any branch of the military is fun to use. Put him in the sports jacket they give you. Like, put him in, like, a pullover or something. Don't put him back in this. Put him in like, some sweats, man. Also, He's had it a should have had blood on it or something. But anyway. Definitely should have should have had a hole right about where the heart was. I don't know. <laughs> also, why was his hand all stitched up? Like, what did you guys do to him? Like, <laughs> Victor. I don't, I don't know why they, like... You know, with the story that, and I get, I get why, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, well, Victor Frankenstein yeah. has to create a monster. Like, I understand that. I think what I don't understand is like, in the in the spinning on its ear that Once Upon a Time has decided to do. Are you telling me that Victor Frankenstein has decided to make his brother even more monstrous? <laughs> like, what, what? Where are the bolts? Are there bolts? I'm sure there are bolts. Probably They're the hit- back of the head, like. <laughs> They're hidden under the collar. They're hidden uh, under the collar. Added a bunch of uh, stitches to it. They're in the just to, He had to, like, add all the stitches to make him look even more like a scene emo kid. Like, it's all an aesthetic for, for Victor. Uh, and The original OG goth. <laughs> the original. So, Victor goes out to meet his dad. He's like, Dad, I did it. And this is my favorite, like, code switch that happens. Because the dad's like, you did it! My boy's back! Sees what Victor has brought back to life. And he's just like, no, you're dead to me as well. All happens so fast. He's like, I'm so proud of you, my son. You have brought life back into... What's that? Ew! 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 No! Kill it! Kill it! Kill it! Yeah, and it's, 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 like, you know, and of course speaks to the toxic parenting. Oh, yeah. Which... You know, which this show does so well. Oh, but yeah. Like, it just, it just, like, which we'll see, actually, when we get back to Storybrooke also. Like, this this episode is rife with the toxic parenting. But it's just this level of, like, I love you so much for returning something that I love back to me. And then I believe it's just that Jerry, like, shies away from the candle he's brought over. Yeah. And I'm like, that? That's what did it. That's what makes you upset that he my had son a reaction to fire. My son is a my son doesn't like fire. He's dead to me. He is uh, obviously not my son. This like, is not what? my son. My my son would light his whole body on fire to show everyone how much he cares. Um, <laughs> yeah, he just turns on it and then again, this guy just sucks. But he <laughs> then sucks it's so just bad. like 
he's yelling at Victor, and then so and like uh, shoves him a little bit. Which... And so Frank and Jerry is just like, not my guy, not my guy. You can't do it. You can't do it. So then he like tackles Dad and just starts punching him literally to death. And yeah, Victor just stands it's... there grinning like, aha. I know. <laughs> I have I have this whole moment where like you know, you want to feel this this like sympathy for this character and i just love i love a villain who's just like justice you know (laughs) just like standing over his nearly dead father as like jerry just pounds him into the ground and then he's like all right all right all right all right he's still got a face hang on pull back a little bit all right hold on hold on on. i i do because there's just this there's this this bit like bit of justice when your bully gets beaten up even though he is be and i mean there had to have been like some poetic justice to this for victor of being like oh your golden son is beating you to death Uh oh like that's the kind of extra shit that like victor would have just been reveling in for at least that moment oh 100 percent. but then he was just like jerry jerry you killed him he's dead Oh no! And Jerry's like, no, what have I done? So then they lock him in, like he locks him in a room and is like, don't worry. And like a dungeon that they just have. It's probably up on the top floor. (laughs) That's true. That's what's up all those stairs. This is where we keep the dungeon. The tower. Listen, it's important to keep the the dungeon up top so people can't escape. Because if it's up top, what are they gonna do? Jump. That's true. Uh, It's true. But this is probably the. I mean, we watched a man get beat to death. We watched a man get shot. We watched we watched a lot of really weird stuff here. I think this is the scene that is probably the most alarming in the episode. Yeah. Uh, because Victor's just like, don't worry, brother. It's going to be fine. And his brother is just like not right in the head. He's like, Victor, I don't, I don't understand what's going on. And Victor pulls out a gun. And he puts it to his head. And then Jerry looks at him and goes, finally, sweet, sweet release. And holds the gun at his head and is just like, please, do it now. Pull the trigger. You know, country roads take me home. Let's go. And yeah. yeah. No, Jerry is definitely here for it. And there's even this, like, stiffening of his spine when he feels the gun. Like, he doesn't even try no. to flinch. And I think it's actually Victor who flinches first. And then Jerry's like, no, no, no. You should shoot me. I want you to shoot me. And Victor is like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm I'm going to fix you. And I'm just like, that's not it, at all I, what we came here to do. <laughs> like, again, it just, it, I, this whole thing, and I don't know if it was meant to or I just picked it up because, uh, you know, I'm obsessed with high school literature classes, but like had a very of mice and men's mo- moment too, where it was just like, look, yeah. Jerry, the bunnies, the bunnies. Um oh no it definitely had it had some of those feels um but he doesn't want to shoot him and so we don't really get what happens at the end of this we just get that he has been locked up uh he locks him up and kind of walks away he's just like i'm locking you up but don't worry you're alive i'm so excited that i left my brother alive yeah i mean and i do think there's um i mean this also resolves wow i'm not going to remember how many episodes previously it was but this also resolves there's like a moment where Whale, Dr. Whale said something about, like, I need to get back to my brother. So yeah. there is that, like, who? Like, this, my this brother. Is the brother he has to get yeah. back to. I, I'm just like, do you, though? 
<laughs> just I do. like leave him alone to his misery he will find his own way like i love i just i also love like we see it like we see it much earlier obviously but when when his his brother's body is being kept in a tank mm-hmm. and i'm just like i would love if that was just regular water like i know that it's probably some sort of science sciencey preservation system <laughs> had a very like uh uh, Batman Forever vibe, not Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, where he's got like oh, no, definitely Mrs. A Batman Mrs. Free, Mrs. Freeze is in the thing. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, yep. Yeah, so, so that's that's Doctor Whale's trauma. This is why he is drinking constantly throughout the episode. This is what he is continuously recollecting while trauma yes. is happening around him. Like just what you want for a doctor to, to your to doctor to be like saddled fish. with this. Um. Yeah, like so that's absolute fish. That's 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 our our Mary Shelley Land jump back. Uh and we'll jump forward to literally the moment last week stopped. It was Belle is shot, falls over the town line, does not know who she is. Hook is hit by a car with Pennsylvania plates and scene cut back we're here. And scene. And <laughs> scene. Oh, no. We're scenes back up here. Uh, nope, nope. We're right where we left off. The yeah, sheriff no. somehow shows up immediately. Bell, yeah, Bell doesn't know who she is, doesn't know who Gold is, and Rumple is trying to be like, everything's fine. And she's like, bro, I have no idea who you are. I have no idea who I am. I'm like cold and wet and been shot. Yeah. And all you do is hear, oh, I do think we get a quick shot of Hook in, like, absolute pain on the floor. Yeah. And then you just hear, like, the trilling sirens of, like, wow, the response time on that was really good. Oh, though, though, like, they were ready to go. They were like, I know, something's up. I can feel it. Up. So they, but the whole family's here, which they address later, which I think is funny, but it's just, like, the sheriff and her parents. The sheriff uh, and her parents. The sheriff and da, her da, parents. Da, 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 da. Oh my god, they're, yeah, all three, all three of them are here, and I do think there's a moment, um, oh, did I not write it down? There's, like, a whole moment where it's, like, they address Hook, and it's, like, he'll be fine, go check on that guy, like, the guy in the car or something. Well, yeah, because it's just, like, there is somebody (laughs) else here, and I like that David is the one that ominously said, but he drove in, in in from town, town. and everyone's just, like, (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Snow is reacting to the fact that Belle doesn't know who she is. She, was, she went over the town yes. line. She's now cursed again. Snow is the one that reacts to that the most. Emma is not so concerned about the Pennsylvania license plate car as she is more with Hook. She just looks at him and is just like, where is Cora? And he's just I like, ah, Well, I mean, uh, the uh, hilarious thing is like, Hook is in pain, but also gloating. He's gloating. He's like, like, did you see his face? And I'm like, you cracked several ribs. like he but he's willing to die for that like that's how that is how petty he was he was just like as long as i can do this i will die knowing that i did this like because he is taunting rumple to kill him through like their entire reaction because hook is so far gone from the fact that like his woman was taken from him and he's never really recovered so all he has to do is get his vengeance and then he can die because he has no purpose of living if not to hunt this crocodile I like, know. And we'll, and, and we'll see this in later episodes, too. Like, that's um, that's also why I really enjoy when Hook goes, you know, goes goes good and then goes bad again. Because he's just like, once he goes bad, he's like, you have no idea what my sole purpose was when I was bad. Yeah. And that's literally all I care about. <laughs> when you're driving forces is, is that for the longest time, it, it'll screw with your brain. It'll mess uh, with you. 
Yeah. So they bring everybody to the hospital. Oh, no, wait. Rumple heals Belle first. And she's just like, <laughs> And, like, she just flips out. And I was like, I had, I believe when I first watched this episode, I was, I was trying to, like, trying really hard to put myself in Belle's shoes. Because I was like, I don't know about you, but if somebody, like, healed my freaking bullet wound immediately with, like, a wave of their hand, I'd be like, holy crap, thanks. <laughs> well, and so this is something that I don't know how much we explore later, but Belle probably wasn't given much of a cursed personality. She and if not. she was downloaded with any information, it was probably to either be terrified or be afraid of or just outwardly hate anyone that looks, talks, or is shaped like Mr. Gold. Like, Yeah. I do, I do think, um, well, yeah, it's, it's exactly as you said. First of all, Regina never even gave her a personality in Storybrooke, which already is, for 28 years, she was just a non-person in an insane asylum. Did she have a name? No. Yeah. As far as I know, she was just literally in a room. Because it's clearly like not Belle. It was clearly not Belle. Like, um, and actually it's it's not until a couple episodes later that we actually find out the personality she's supposed to get, which I thought was hilarious because I was like, wait a minute, Regina figured this out enough to be like, I'm not going to give her anything, but if I do ever give her anything, I'm going to make it the polar opposite of whatever the hell she had before, but I'm going to hold it. Oh, because well, I'm because... spiteful. <laughs> oh, yeah, because especially with something like that, Regina probably had 14 backup plans being like, okay, yes. for any situation, I'm going to have all of this code downloaded into Bell, depending yes. on what situation happens. Uh, because, again, uh, Regina was playing 15D chess when she made this curse. Like, true. I don't know how she put this together <laughs> at all. Uh, so I just love love finding out things like this. Um, obviously, yes. this was not planned during season one. Yeah, but no, hundred percent. a lot of retconning. I, I no, the plot spaghetti is just being tossed at the mm-hmm. wall, and sometimes it really works, like really solidly. Sometimes not so much, but right here, I think it really works because all Belle was was yeah. a person in a hospital who like ate food and sat in a room with yeah, like, a very you, tiny window and a bed. You know, you like can- she. She was so sheltered. <laughs> and you can't give someone like that a personality, like, ex- exactly like, to, 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 that wouldn't evolve into, I need to escape. Like, you have to give someone this complacent being like, I'm supposed to be in here. It's better yeah. for me to be in here. Like, an agoraphobic lunatic being like, just yeah. like, no, no, no. Oh, no. I have to stay and in that, my little, mm. <laughs> I have to stay in my little 10 by 10. But, like, yeah. but that's also why I right. think this works better. Because right. it's like, if you make her a person who's afraid of the outside world, and you make her a person who is, like, comfortable in a very small room you know um who's pliable in that way like then it makes more sense of why she's like oh my god magic you know oh yeah and and also as a person who lives in a world without magic ha, ha, ha like i'm just also like i would feel like i'm going crazy if someone find like just waved their hand and a bullet wound went away it's just like, like i'm in immense pain and now i'm not uh 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 Right? Like, wouldn't you, wouldn't you have this moment of, like, have I cracked? Like, (laughs) Uh, guys, so, so we have this, so then we have the whole crew pile into the hospital while Whale is in, like, a storage closet. What? I know. Oh, my God. Whale is just, like, sitting on the floor of a storage room drinking whiskey? While they are paging him, they're just like, 
the the pages are just like the ambulance is en route it's they, one we, minute we need to, one we gotta out. be here we need you we, in the er which of course they're wrong about like they're like they land there like 10 seconds but it was just like that we need you in the er whale whale where's dr whale anyone seen dr whale and then all of a sudden the entire family of charmings roll in we've got hook on a gurney and i love there's there's a thought of like of you know them trying to do surgery on him and having to cut him out of his leather jacket and him just no <laughs> no save the clothes <laughs> save the clothes i'll take it off it hurts i'll take it uh they take everybody into uh they take hook off to his one thing and then they take the the mystery person off to surgery because yes. he's gonna need they take, surgery they take the pennsylvania man off somewhere yes. else and that is when <laughs> that is when the the core group here that is emma snow or mary margaret uh david and <laughs> grumpy grumpy and oh and ruby and ruby's and here. ruby ruby's also there and they're all just standing there just like having a conflicted a conflicted conversation about like what they should do about pennsylvania man because they're just like the 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 overall conflict is the fact that they 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 don't know what to do about this person a couple of them are afraid of having outsiders come in but mary margaret the only one with her head on her shoulders is just like we need to keep this man alive we need to keep this man alive because we are good people and we we, we save people. And it was and just like, it's pretty people. easy for you to say and you don't have the scalpel and you haven't been scrubbed up for surgery, ma'am. I know. Uh, no, like, my favorite part is Will comes out of the storeroom. Also, he doesn't play uh, drunk, which I thought was a very smart move. Like, this is obviously a functional drunk. Like, Dr. Oh. Will... Like, Dr. Whale is, like, if, like you a pilot. if you weren't next to him and probably couldn't smell that whiskey on his breath, like, you would never know. <laughs> oh, like a, like a freaking pilot. And, of course, yeah, the only no, person that steady, would recognize... Steady as a rock. <laughs> the only person that would recognize how drunk he was would be someone who was in his presence last time he was super drunk, who was, in fact, Mary Margaret, who, who was, was the one that Mary noticed Margaret. it. And she's like, Which That's I think him. is hilarious because, like, Grumpy has also known a drink... Like, I'm pretty sure we meet Grumpy when he's in the drunk tank in the prison. <laughs> like, in the first episode. And I'm just like, really? Grumpy? Grumpy didn't pick that up? No, Grumpy. no. Grumpy picks up on, like, tough guy bar drunk where you're just like... Yes. You're slurring a little bit, but you're still, like, you're ready to go fight somebody. But not like a white-collar drunk. White-collar drunk is, I could probably still do my day trades. It's fine. It's like, fine. It's fine. fine. I'm good. I'm talking a little fast, but whatever. We're good. We're yeah. Good. No, 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 no. I, I got this. I got this. I got this. <laughs> but my favorite thing is Will comes out and his first beeline is to gold where he's like, so you going to save this guy? And I'm like, well, <laughs> they've been paging you for what must have been at least five minutes. And he's just like, so magic, like magic, right? Cool. And Rumple yeah. is like, no oh this was some cold-blooded rumble oh stuff. so cold and he was just like first of all you know the love of my life is is you know like gone essentially mm-hmm. second of all several of you owe me favors in this very room third of all that guy saw me with like a fireball in my hand so you know maybe you might want to let him die just gonna toss that at you but honestly I don't care. Like, he leaves. Yeah. His give a damn is <laughs> so out. busted. His give a damn, they cranked down the, he cranked it down to zero and then broke off the knob. Like, this whole episode is like this. Um, he is just, just immune to anything. Because oh, he just God. doesn't care. He's so broken. Uh, but, 
Whale basically points out that the guy is like internally bleeding to the point where he might drown from his own blood. So we need to do something very quickly. And then we don't do anything for what seems like four hours. Uh, I would just like to point out. Didn't seem super rushed. But so, well, there's some more conversations, but I just want a quick cut to Emma talking to Hook. Uh, because this, this interaction was so funny. Like a hook has to be all hopped up on pain meds because he was acting so outwardly horny. Like, it was I know. just like, where'd my dog, go? The horn dog pirate showed up and it was so weird. He's like, oh no, the attachments, my, my hook's gone. Can I have that back? Unless there's a different attachment that you would prefer. And it was like, dude, <laughs> you, cause he makes a comment about the handcuff to the bed and Definitely all makes he's got. a comment it's, about the handcuff to the bed. All he's got, man. Like, he is... This is know. also just, you know, in hindsight, obviously, this turns into something else, right? Right. Like, this is not a super spoiler, but, you know, eventually, there's things there. But, like, <laughs> initially, all of this blustering and horn-dogging immediately turned me off to their relationship so fast. I can't even tell you. I was just like... Wow. And I would look at people who ship them and I'm like, why? <laughs> like, she's obviously not interested. <laughs> like, she doesn't flirt back. Like, there's no two way street here. It's because literally she just doesn't, him hitting a brick wall. <laughs> because she doesn't, she doesn't respond to flirting like that. Like, that's just exactly. one of those. Mostly because it's, it's, it's clearly a defensive thing. Like, it's something that he constantly would say to anybody in a situation like that. Cause he's a, He's a he's a rascally pirate. Like he, that's what he does. Like that's where he goes to to feel safe. This isn't him being normal, and Emma right. recognizes that. But she so she but she still will get close to him. Like she's not repulsed by him. She's not no. And so but she still continues to dunk on him, which is my favorite. Where he's just like, I don't know, I shot Belle, and now she doesn't know who she is. And Baker, I think that I won. And she's just like, he's mad and has magic. You have broken ribs and you're chained to a bed. You're yeah, dead. You're a dead oh, wait, man. Wait, it, that's that's what it was. We sort of skipped over this, but just a quick rewind. One of my favorite back and forths in this show was at the town line when Rumple goes for Hook. He just goes for him real fast. Like, you know, Belle's lost her memory. He's done. And he's just like basically starts choking hook to try and kill him and someone says are you insane and he says yes i am (laughs) and and they're like no 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 and they pull him off because it's like hey murder is a bad first impression uh, oh, I do like that, too. You are. <laughs> yeah, maybe let's not have her see you murder maybe somebody. Maybe let's not have you see... Yeah, so, like, on the heels of that, Emma being like, you are dead man numero uno. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yep, you, you are. That's it. You're yeah. done. You're done, buddy. <laughs> yep, yeah, so he he doesn't give up Cora mostly because he doesn't know where Cora is. They have their own missions. And they just basically leave Hook there. And he also there. doesn't just... seem to care. Like, no, I feel he like he just doesn't give a... He doesn't give a crap about Cora. He doesn't no. care about... The whole Regina scandal. He's just like, he, I am I am focused on Hook, and that is it. <laughs> oh, no, no. He actually doesn't on, even uh, remember on who... Gold. On Gold. He doesn't remember who Re- Cora is most of the time, probably. 100%. Like, what's Cora here for? I don't know. She's here to see her daughter, Rachel. I don't know her name. Uh, Rand, I, I don't know. What's her, Regina? That sounds about right. Regina uh, sounds about right. Like, because he's I never think... engaged with Cora at all. Like, it's just one of those, he's just trying to get to where he's going he's very laser focused very laser focused um so but yes yeah, so so the doc says like he could choke on his own blood 
I mean, unless I do something about it, do you guys want me to do something about it? And, like, everyone's like, of course we save him. And then you have Grumpy going, well. <laughs> and then they're Poor also trying Leroy's to, like, just, eh. <laughs> they're also trying to break into his phone. And Emma's just like, don't worry, I have a dongle that's going to do that for you. Yes, I am uh, so here for, like, the return of Bail Bonds, Emma. Oh, and you'll gotcha. see this less and less and less as the show goes on. But, like, she's... Bail Bonds Emma is my favorite Emma. <laughs> I love it that she is probably absolutely flummoxed by the iPhone 12. Like, how is she supposed to break into this? She doesn't have a dongle anymore. And where is... where? An IT person clearly made this for her. First of all, guys, by the way, this doesn't exist. This is not a thing. This is not a yeah, thing. It's not, not a thing. thing. Uh, but Just going to she... unlock your phone, like, in four seconds. Cool. Pictures because... of his... They should have just said, oh, good, his phone isn't unlocked. Like, that's all they needed to say. But they had all these lines back and forth of David, Mr., you know, technology impaired, being like, well, well let's guess it. Guess it. There's hundreds, thousands, ten thousands. Oop. Uh, and <laughs> unplugging my headphones and my excitement here. Uh, and so they get into his phone and they're just like, okay, he is a single man taking selfies at random places on East Coast Place. And also he just tweets pictures of his food on Twitter what a nerd. It's like, guys, what a nerd. you have yeah, no. no idea. You have no idea. <laughs> Poor 20, where where are we in the timeline right now? 2012, 2013. Uh, they have no idea what's happening. Oh, boy, it can't be that I think there's. I think we're still in, like, 2009. I'm going to look it up. But Please I do, do love that. because now I'm curious. But, I yeah, do... it, no, the shade, the utter shade of, like, this basic bitch. Like... <laughs> He's tweeting pictures of his food. I'm pretty sure we got, like, a normal Joe Schmo. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, like, it's just a normal guy. But then somebody keeps calling. And in order to somebody keep it keeps calling, secret. Doesn't it only say her? Says her. Which Emma reacts to being, like, cute. Like, <sighs> uh, which is so funny because I, like, I have my husband in as his name. Like, it's just, like, his name. I don't have, like, cutesy emojis or, like, I have a friend of mine that has him, her husband coded in as sexy man with some little hearts and stuff like that, which is fine. But could you imagine? It's just, like, you know, oh, no, this person is a sexy man is, like, trying to call. Sexy man. She's like, is this a husband? Is this a booty call? What is happening right now? Like. Yeah, no, it's it's 100% that moment of, like, you either are these people or you're not. <laughs> like, there's oh, I... no middle ground. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Boop, boop, boo. I'm, st- I'm still trying to look at the years. Uh, no, some- no, yeah, that's fine. Between October and 11. Okay, so 11. I thought this was a little bit earlier, thousand- 2000s, but okay, I'll give it to him. Yeah, no, it's But it's Instagram definitely... exists here. Why wasn't he just yes. Instagramming his food? It, whatever, whatever. Right. No, it's just, it's this very, you know, it's this very, not early internet, because that's definitely not early internet, but like this early social media Early social media. Of like... You didn't really know what people were gonna want to see. <laughs> so there was an old pictures there, of everything. There's an there's an old man in that writing room just being like, mm, "Kids today in their kids today in their tweets." I know, but uh, I just I love the idea. I'm pretty sure this was written by Jane Espenson. I think. Maybe. I think. I don't know. I don't uh, know. I'd, I most of the um rumbell episodes were were if not you know lead writer was jean espenson or or you know or what have you she was she was really big in the rum in the rumbell in the rumbell world yes um and i'm like a fan of hers from way way back like i'm a fan of hers from like the whedon verse and stuff so 
I'm basically just like, yes, Jane, please, please write me things. Okay, so first of all, and I know you wanted to mention this before, uh, but when his phone does keep ringing, it's ringing the Star Wars. Yes. And so this would make sense. In late 2012, Disney acquired Lucasfilm. The episode was filmed shortly thereafter using the Star Wars reference. So they didn't need that Star Wars money. They just had it because this was the beginning of Disney's just mowing down every property they could get their hands on. Yes. And I, I remember watching this episode on television, like as it aired and needing to like pause my DVR and be like, they were so happy to get that Star Wars money. They just couldn't wait to put it into something. And here it is. And once upon a time. Okay. Hold on. We're going to go back direct to, to the scene you were talking about before about uh, gold beating him up, uh, beating up yes, a hook. Please. Because right I below, love that scene. Right below this Star Wars tidbit is, I'm just going to read it word for word. Giving interviews, the most difficult scene Colin said, the hook, uh, the scene after he gets hit with a car was the most challenging because when Gold was beating up him up, Robert Carlyle accidentally kicked him in a very sensitive area. Yes, I remember the story. He got kicked in the nuts. (laughs) Oh no, poor Colin. Boy, Colin takes a lot of physicality in this show. You know, I know they have, we haven't come across the episode yet, but I'm sure you're going to get to it in the next four or five where Colin had a really bad injury to one of his legs. Oh Um, yeah. This is a musical episode. Yeah. No, no. It happens in this season. It does. Oh, okay. Cause I know in the musical episode, he, he threw himself (laughs) off one of the turning tables and then, so he just couldn't dance for a lot of them. Um, Okay. Is Colin oh. O'Donoghue, like, the modern equivalent of, like, Brendan Fraser, who is he's, just like, my body is an instrument, and just, like, is, tosses it all over. He's like Jackie Chan. He's just like, I do my distance. <laughs> okay, and so this is the last one I'm going to read off IMDb, mostly because it relates back to um, Star Wars, but also this is the kind of tidbit that I love because it's just bonkers. Yeah, uh, it's it. like, when Emma, Mary Margaret, David, Leroy, Ruby, and Dr. Whale gather in the supply room of the hospital, the room number beside the door is R242. The fourth letter of the alphabet is D, which would make the room number R2D2. This con- coincides with the part, the, the Star Wars ringtone. Oh my I, god, I miss I, that completely. I love it so much where it's just like, that's one of my favorite words. Like, it says this, but the third le- letter of the 15th alphabet. I, I love those things. Okay, oh, so no, back yeah, on track. The, the deep lore. No, um, back on track here. So, uh, so the hospital, the hospital is a raging nightmare. So Rumpelstiltskin decides to go back to his shop and try and figure out a way to jog Belle's memory. And who does he get a visit from? Okay, so I love, I love Cora in this so <laughs> much. She shows up with like an air of a ghost, where she's just like the yes. bell rings. So then Rumple puts down Chip. Oh, Chip. Oh, Chip. I have opinions about Chip. <laughs> Puts down Chip. And then he goes to the door and he's like, I heard the door, but no one's at the door. Do I have a cat? What happened? Turns around. There's a, there's a, there's a uh, luggage. Turns back around. It's Cora. Like, it's, it's like a walking nightmare for like both him and Regina seeing Cora just rocks them to their core. And I love it. I, I definitely enjoy that whoever, whoever in the writer room or in, or in, you know, whatever plot mystery, door of mysteries, whoever's back there figuring all that out and connecting all the <laughs> murder lines, mm-hmm. um, they really knew where they wanted Cora to land on the, like, this is horrific. Like, Cora is, is so specific to these people. 
And, like, this is one of those moments where that plot spaghetti really was perfect because when you see their past, you're like, oh, oh, that's really bad. Like, Rumpelstiltskin and Korra have the worst possible past, and, like, it's it's evident in the way Robert plays this scene because he's just, he is, like, he's not disgusted by her but he is definitely afraid of everything around her like he is afraid of her getting too close he is afraid that they're going to come to blows in any second like it is it is a tension that is thick (laughs) in this room so i don't like this (laughs) i don't so i'll get to what i don't like first of all we have our first macguffin in this episode which is the the, the weird globe thing which whatever it's gonna help him get to bay whatever it's it's not explained it's whatever it's a haze so the i know the globe thing the only reason i have exactly one reason that i like the globe thing the only reason i like it is because it's the first definitive proof that we have that bay is actually his son um, up until this point, we've gotten a lot of like, are you sure that's your son? Cause he doesn't seem to be a coward like you are. And like, are you sure Milo was like faithful and like all this weird nonsense in his marriage when really it was just like, no, this is, this is his legitimate biological oh. son. Hmm. And like, I know, I know it's complicated, <laughs> but like for a long time in the fandom, it was just like, maybe he isn't. And then this happened and it was like, oh, it literally runs on bloodlines. Okay. Great. Okay. <laughs> you know, <Okay>. like. <laughs> I know point ever is, question that. So. I'm also, I'm also never going to sit here and be like, it's a MacGuffin. It doesn't need to be there. It also really doesn't need to be there. No, like, it's, uh, uh. So, so she brings that. There's just like a little back and forth of, is that what I think it is? Yes, it is. Why would I, what I, and they decide to have a truce, and this is the part that I don't like. Like, they shake on it. Yes. That, that's all the tension I need. That is all the tension I need. And then they tipped it. They tipped it too far, and I didn't, I, it just took me right out of it, and I was like, no, I'm mad about this. I hate this, and I hate where we go with this. I don't like it. I, ju- <laughs> I just, I don't. Like, I can't put any words to how much I dislike and so, it. And so the thing she hates, because she hates it so much, she doesn't want to say it, is... <laughs> Is that Cora says, let's seal the deal like we they used to. Swack. And leans in to seal it with a kiss. And the, and uh, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure there's like a very small community of like core Rumpelstiltskin shippers Ugh. up to this point who are just like cheering. And all the Rumbell shippers are like, no, we're like clawing out our I, eyes. Just like, I Why? What did you do? I don't ship Rumbell. I don't ship whatever this is. I just, I, I don't like this for different reasons that I don't like Rumbell. It's just one of those, I didn't think it needed to be taken this extra step. Like, yeah, that's fair. the problem I have with it, where it's fair. like, I get kind of like the angle that they would be taking with it, but I, I, this, this will come in a lot funnier when I start getting really excited about a ship later. Uh, but I just <laughs> don't think we need to be smashing up every single character and then making it romantic. Like, I, sure. I just, it makes the rump, like, if we're going to go Rumbell, it makes it better that that Rumple never had anything like this before Bell. So adding Cora to Fair. the mix just, just, just takes me out. And then it's also just, it just felt awkward to me, like, in like a, I just didn't like it. I was just going to leave it there. I can't <laughs> explain why I don't like it, but I was just no, like, cool. You, we're shaking hands. Nor should you. You we're should shaking feel hands. free to not like it. 
and we're shaking hands. That is so much tension. It's just like the most tense handshake of all time. I'm good. Cut scene, end scene. We're fine. I I get that this is very like on the rocks. And then we we just take that. Just just they they went a step too far. <laughs> it went. It it just took one extra step. Yeah. And they didn't no, need it's, to. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for everybody involved. And like this is this is also one of those. They're starting to set up. And we've seen this a little bit, right, with Cora interacting with different people. She's a thousand percent a narcissist. Like, she is a textbook narcissist of somebody who just wants what they want and doesn't understand how to be happy and doesn't understand how to genuinely have emotions. And, like, this is one of those moments where she's trying to garner sympathy from a man who she's obviously hurt, who obviously considers her an enemy. And, like, she just doesn't, like, you know, it's that that level of, like, not understanding uh, um, an emotional response to the nth degree of, like, we're gonna do this like the way we used to do this when it freaking mattered. And, like, it is so robotic and awful. <laughs> Which I think gives it another level of like, uh, uh, I hate it. <laughs> I think it also, to me, it seems out of character for Korra. Fair. Like, like I mean, we for... don't know a lot about Korra, but I'll go with you on that. <laughs> but I mean, even even knowing her up to about this point, she doesn't seem like the person that like a handshake is the most con- like connection you are going to make with her willingly. Like, well, she had children. She's never touching another man. Like, she had her kids. She's done. Uh, she she runs boardrooms. She does not... She is not uh, using her, her, like, using sexuality or romance or anything to further herself. That's Fair. beneath her. That is beneath her. She Fair. is she is a power broker. She she all business, all business, all scary. This creepy, awful. Don't like it. Not her. <laughs> not Cora. Not Cora. And I mean, and again, this won't make sense. Until, you know, they're obviously setting up other things. And in the context of those other things, I, again, I think this scene makes perfect sense. Um, especially considering what she says later. But maybe, maybe I'll get invited back for when you we'll, guys we'll, actually we'll get hit there. that episode. We'll get there. We'll get there. But so, 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 so yeah. she leaves. <laughs> leaves him with this. Oh, no, no. He does say something like, do you, do you know any, um, of any memory... Uh, any memory magic of like yeah. recalling memories. She's like, and she no. says, and she's like, no, I only know what you taught me, which also establishes that she was a pupil, which has oh, its own no, squick factor. No, 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 no. But, the squick factor was because she then addressed him as master. And I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. No. Yeah, I, I, fair. Uh, no. Anyway. Okay. We're just going to, we're going to keep going here. Cause I want to, I, I just want to not. I, I could talk about this for four hours, about how much I, I dislike this. Um, I, so, I literally wrote down when they kissed, every rumbeller is freaking out. <laughs> so, so, so we're back, back in the hospital. <laughs> yes, so we're back in the hospital. Um, basically, just, uh, I, we'll just, we'll just cut to the chase here. Uh, whale's on the run. <laughs> whale's on the run. Um, whale's there hit is, the grip. There is exactly one funny moment where, uh, and I, poor, poor Doc. Uh, poor Doc of all the of all the dwarves, <laughs> because it's always like maybe Doc can do it. He's he's not a real doctor. We just no, call him no. Doc. Doc like, Doc has a degree probably in like like geology or something. Like he doesn't right? have a medical like, degree. He he is just a doctor. And like 
I if I can explain I this once, I'll explain idea. it a thousand times. I love the idea that it's just like maybe he just really likes rocks and stones and has a doctorate in geology. <laughs> like, yeah, like he did that extra doc. couple of years of school. Just like, Doc could do the surgery, and Leroy just laughs at him, and then just goes, "No, <laughs> no, that's the that's the whole. Like, is doing. there is there a doctor on the plane? Yes, I'm a doctor in advanced physics. How can I help you? Uh, this this woman is having a baby. Oh, I can't help you there. Like, I know. there's a difference between a medical doctor. Anyway, anyway, so anyway. they also, so, send so Victor's run away, and they send Ruby to go. Sorry, Whale, Doctor Whale has run away, and they send Ruby to go. Uh, to go try and find him, which I think is also hilarious, because she, like, takes a sniff of his lab coat and is like, it's really boozy, but I think I got it. Did he <laughs> spill you know. it all on himself? Like, I don't understand this comment. Like, <laughs> how many whiskeys did he your, have before he Your ran? breath. Is he sweating the alcohol out? What's going on? Like, if he was smoking, I could get that. Like, smoke takes up on your clothes. You yeah. could sit there and slam scotch for ten days constantly, and your clothes would not smell of it unless it started sweating out of your body. So she or goes, unless you drop the bottle. <laughs> so she goes, and maybe that's why. First of all, by the way, don't just start sifting through um, a bin of scrubs. You're gonna get. You're gonna get COVID. That's just how it goes. Uh, so she finds him. He is trying to jump. I guess he can't swim because he's just trying to jump in the pier. He's trying to jump off the pier, and he I'm throws like, the watch right. first. Not the watch. Don't. I know, not the watch. I had that moment too, where I was like, "Why?" You know, that scene from watch. Mean Girls with Damien. <laughs> <laughs> uh she so she she has super speed this is the first time i think we've seen ruby and her her personal form have yes. flash like speed because she yes. closes the gap between like and they're probably like 40 to 50 feet away oh yeah no she's she is definitely like i don't know if any of your listeners have walked down a pier but that is a long walk down yes. here and she is basically at the dock and then she just like runs down this pier in time to catch him and snatch him up he barely he barely makes it anywhere uh so they just sit there and they talk and they have like a fun conversation uh that uh, frankly i appreciate it for a number of reasons because they are talking monster to monster with they which they make note of later yeah and she was just like i ate my boy okay this is my favorite she's like i ate my boyfriend and he kind of looked at her like gross but cool like it's just but always, also like I, the horn dog that dr whale is or has been <laughs> just like that man didn't hear eat like i yeah. don't know what that man is imagining you but ate it's him not like the right it's you not ate the him correct. like sexually <laughs> like you know what? and he so ruby basically red basically makes the comment of being like you know it was nice what we had. Like, it was nice when our memories got wiped because we forgot who we were. And maybe, like, she's just like, Regina's giving us a, a, a chance to make a, a fresh start. And I'm like, that's not what she did. This, not none of this was her did. intent. She was not trying I mean, to give you help. I know. I do, I do like the implication of, like, maybe some of our memories were harder than others. And maybe it was nice that we didn't have to remember some of the worse ones. You know, because, like, they're, like, everybody has in their life, like, their, you know, their regrets and their shining moments. And it's just like, wow, do I have regrets. I am the werewolf from, like, this story. And I am Dr. Frankenstein. Jeez, do I have regrets. But also, like, maybe just deal with it. So <laughs> it's, like, Ruby's eventual. So I will say that, like, for Ruby's point, like, she doesn't speak to this, but she doesn't remember eating her boyfriend. She just knows she did it. Like I was just going to say, well... There's, there's 
sort of implications later on of like eventually she learns to remember what the wolf does but that's in the moment like she right. remembers I in mean, the moment this is so... also that this is also that thing of like does she remember that probably not <laughs> no i don't think she remembers that i think she just knows that it happened and she's disgusted with herself uh but then again once she does go through wolf training uh she is later seen with snow and charming to be like just a killing machine being like hey you go i'm gonna eat these soldiers and she does that that's not traumatic for her the boyfriend she ate back when she was 17 traumatic as hell um but i i do like that whale is You've just got like someone on your chin is one of my favorite david lines yeah by the way very charming lines you've got someone on your chin red right. uh uh Victor or Dr. Whale does make a line because he says they say this back in the uh, back in the olden Mary Shelley days. Uh, Frankenstein will be synonymous with life, and so he's all upset about it sitting there next to Ruby. And he was just like, "It's not synonymous with life." People mistakenly call him call it a monster, and I'm the doctor, and I'm like, "Okay, but we made your brother the monster, so technically Frankenstein is the monster." <laughs> like I know, I was just world, like in this particular story. Like, the story people know, if you're saying the story people know is not the story that happened, technically, <laughs> then people would be right, but now it's the wrong way. <laughs> yes. So It's not it, some it, random person that you gave life to. It is, in fact, your brother with the same last name. <laughs> exactly. And so so she, she peps him up. They go to the hospital. My is my favorite part. He doesn't come out for like a couple of hours and he's just like, I Oh, know. he's fine. He's been fine for like hours. I just didn't want to like I didn't want him to keel over or anything. It's like just in case it didn't take. And I'm you just, just like just left it you just left them sitting in the waiting room for an extra couple of hours. Like, what's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Dr. I mean, Whale has so many I mean, I look, this is the beginning of Snarky Doctor Whale. I love Snarky. Which is Dr. my Whale. favorite my favorite Doctor Whale is the snarky one. Like I love it. I love how snarky he gets. Um, and uh, also, just to, because it's interspersed in this episode, I think we can only talk about certain plot lines at a time. Uh, there is Cora and Regina. Where well, uh, goes, so we'll, get, we'll, 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 we'll get to that. Uh, you want to so get to Greg first? <laughs> I want to get to... We'll, we'll do Greg, and then... Because the Regina-Cora stuff is, is, is a blip, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, <laughs> fair. fair. And fair, so, fair. so we get back to the hospital. Dr. Whale saves the guy... Uh, and then, so Emma goes in to question him and like, right before she goes in, Snow and Charming are just like, let's go together. And she's like, I'm the sheriff. I don't take my mom. Yeah, I think I actually there with wrote, me. I wrote down, this is a normal town. <laughs> yeah, we're doing like, normal things. And I love that Snow and Charming are just like blinking. Like, is that what normal towns do? Because let's all accost this man who just got in a car accident. Um, so Emma goes in there, never the shows a badge. Bring her mommy and daddy who are her same age. She doesn't bring her mommy, her daddy, her badge, anything. Uh, she just shows up and she's like, hey, what do you remember? He's like, I was texting. I didn't see anything. I'm sorry. I was texting. Uh, and she's just relieved uh, because her liar sense is not dinging off. What's, what are we doing, Emma? Where's our superpower? I know. Uh, well, which all I could think of was like, unless he actually was texting on his way in. And that's why her keeps calling. Because yeah. it's an interrupted text. But it but continue. <laughs> oh, no, no. And so 
so yeah, so she's just basically, it's, and that's all it is. It's is she just goes in to see what he saw. He saw nothing apparently. So she leaves and she's like, "We did it. Let's all go to Granny's. It's gonna be or no, I'm sorry. Let's all go home and eat cereal and then go straight to bed." Isn't it always Granny's? It's I love it. Granny's. Yeah. <laughs> we can't go to Granny's. They're apparently closed because it's so late. So they get there. Uh, they get back to the thing. Henry, they all like are powering down Fruit Loops, and. Henry makes up an interesting observation. He's just like, Frankenstein is not in this book, meaning right. there's different worlds. So who are all these people? Like, at no point has anybody done a characterized, like, just gone through the town and done a census of what town are you, where are you actually from? Where are you trying to get back to? Who have you been separated from? Guys, what are we doing? Like, yeah, no, like, there, there was this weird implication, like, as soon as the curse broke, that they were, like, taking census of everybody, and I'm like, did you, did you really, did you stop at 10, because then you decided an angry mob would be easier to go after Regina? Like, (laughs) I, I love it. I also, uh, I think I've, I forgot one of my favorite interactions was the fact that the last time Whale came into, uh, the picture was when Emma and Snow weren't there, so they were very yes. quickly they were very quickly briefed on the fact that we brought Regina's old love of her life back. Uh, Doctor Whale lost his arm, but now he has his arm back, and now that extra guy's actually dead. And they learned that very quickly, and then just carried on from it quickly. They were like, I know. "What happened?" And then also, by the way, Doctor Whale is Frankenstein. He is. Yes, he is. Wow, we missed a lot. Like that was it. It, it was all it was. <laughs> and again, they've been home for a while. There was never like a comparing of notes of what happened. It was just like we're here. Like. Obviously, Snow, <laughs> David and Mary Margaret had a lot of, like, you know, relationship building to do. Uh, yeah. And so they didn't have time to talk. Um, anyway, Gold busts in on them and is just like, Emma, you owe me a favor. We're on the road. We're going to go find my, my son. And you can't say no or I'm going to kill every single person in this room. I'll, Which I'll see I, you later. I, like... I love that he ends that sentence staring at Henry. Yeah. Uh, damn. Like. Yeah. And, like, like, they cut back and Henry is just, like, clutching Emma, like, I'm gonna die. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so, it's just so weird. Like, uh, I don't know. There's a, there's a level of it that I just, I don't expect from him. Because in, in fandom, I think up until that point, everybody who loved Rumpel was like, he would never hurt a kid. Like, it was, the fandom, the fandom acceptance was that Rumpel would never hurt a kid because he lost his son. Like, he would be the one that's like, why would I ever hurt a kid? Kids don't, you know, they don't do anything on purpose, blah, blah, blah. And, like, here he is, like, flat out being like, and I will literally kill you. This 11-year-old boy. Yep. <laughs> like, gotta go. Gotta kill you first. And which which is the tiniest of breadcrumbs of uh, when Rumpel and Henry are mortal enemies for a while. I know. Whatever happened to that timeline? That timeline fizzles out so fast. Uh, yeah, I think that's next season, maybe. Um, because no, I think it's, it's like right the before... end of this season or something. Is it this season? It's so... Yes. It I happens think... in, the, in the next few... This is... <laughs> we're just doing these half plot lines. We're not really fleshing them out. This is me guessing, but what, from what I remember, I feel like we find this out towards the end of the season of this is the boy that will be your downfall. And it gets all up in his head, but then they go to Neverland and like the whole time Rumpel is like bent on destroying Henry. And then that fuels Henry's Peter Pan storyline. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, So that's, that's where we leave the, the charmings. Uh, But the whole time, yeah, Cora, Cora and uh, Regina uh, are so having... So Cora goes to Regina's house and finds, like, 
one of Henry's, you know, look what I made you, mommy, when he was, like, six years old, and it's, like, a clay plate, and he, like, pressed his hand into it. Mm -hmm. And, like, one of her most prized possessions. It's in Henry's room. Which is in Henry's room. And then, like... She, like um disguises herself as henry and goes looking for regina and i'm sitting here going wow this manipulative narcissist like the whole oh, yeah. time oh like, the whole time every time she speaks i just want to punch her in the face yeah uh no she, she... sorry go ahead oh no, no no i was just gonna so she goes in there and she basically gives regina this big speech about how she's changed and she just wants her daughter back and she understands why she was pushed through the looking glass. And it, and they should be able to make amends. And honestly, I like Regina's thought process here where she's like, you framed me for murder. My son thinks I murdered a person. Yeah. I deserve to look good to my, like, I'm trying to earn him back. And you took that away from me. And yeah. of all of the things that you've done to me... I've decided that this is the most egregious, which I'll give it to her. Uh, this you know, is whatever. It's up there. It's top three. And it's not the- even, yeah, it's not even framing her for murder. It's just making her look bad in front of her it's son. It's just How making dare her look you? bad in front of Henry. And How like, dare you? I love, I love that initial sequence because by the end of it, as she says that very thing, Cora says something like, because I wanted to show you what this town really thinks of you. And Regina says, no, no. You wanted me broken, which of course is what Cora has said this entire time. Yeah, she I said those Regina words. Broken. She said I those need exact to break words. My daughter, and then Cora, all Cora says is receptive, and I was just like, oh boy. Oh yeah, no, that's a that's a no 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 no. That's not what I was doing. I was just trying to get you in a place in which you would listen to me. Like that's the that's a dis- deflection. It's a small bit of gaslighting. They end up getting in the car. And they're driving, and Cora makes a little comment about these carriages are so strange. Uh, and yeah, they her have... weird fish out of water moments. I just are she... very strange. She, but they have like an interesting conversation, and it's, uh, it's okay. I just, I, I, I feel like the the Coraness of this episode was not as strong as it could be. Uh, no, because it, well, yeah. and the reason why is because it's it's. It's Cora at her most manipulative, which is literally just bent on getting Regina on her side. And and that doesn't have, like, that doesn't need full strength Cora, unfortunately, because Regina will eventually cave, as she always does, because it's her mom. You know, like, Regina has a soft spot for her mother, no matter what she, you know, like, that's part of the reason she needs a magical mirror to, like finally get that one moment of like i'm gonna push you into oblivion because she can't like she can't I, do it herself i will say that i love that she apologized for making her marry the king but not for for murdering her, daniel like but not not yeah. for murdering daniel well we've already established that that's snow white's fault we yeah. don't need to take blame for that one not my fault someone not else's my fault, fault. <laughs> like that's the only thing she apologizes for yeah uh no and- i think i think she I think also Cora has this mistaken understanding that Regina is like her. And, you know, she she lists all these things of like, what, are you just looking for people's approval? Are you just, you know, trying to get into their good graces? Because it, because in the car, they're supposed to be going to like the sheriff's station, which I was just like, well, if you knew 
what was happening. You'd know everybody was at the hospital, but whatever, it's fine. <laughs> and, like, they're, uh, she's trying to turn Cora in, and Cora's just, like, hounding her of, like, what is it you think you want? And Regina just very truthfully is just like, I want my son back. And, of course, because she was vulnerable, her mother is just like, I want my daughter back. How can I help you? And, of course, she caves. <laughs> so, and that's because, so Cora, Cora's characterization of, of Regina, and this is what makes Cora a narcissist, is that she doesn't view Regina as a person. No. She, deserves, she, she is an extension of herself. She yes. had Regina to, for, for her own means, and she was not able to work out the parts of Regina that made her different than Cora. And, yeah. and that is like Cora trying to play to that without fully understanding that is ultimately what always makes this go wrong is because she thinks she understands what empathy is. Like right. a real a real sociopath can pretend what empathy is, uh, <laughs> but they don't actually understand it. Like they're like, oh yes, I'm so sorry for your loss. Why are these people so sad? Like you know, like know. it's just a. She gets it. She understands what's happening, but she just doesn't. She can't feel it. She can't internalize it. So I think that's why it always comes off to me as really weird because she is act like I'll give it to her. The actress is giving exactly what I think that a character like this would give. But oh, to no, me, Barbara I'm just Hershey. like. Barbara I just want to sh- nailing this character. I just want to shake. Just like I have met people in this relationship, like not mother daughter, <laughs> but like in like a relationship with like a narcissist, and you just watch them get yes. continuously gaslight, gaslit, while the other person is just not being a normal human being, and you're just like, this is not a person. Like the the things that they're doing, like from the outside, I can see it, but that person can't see it because they've spent so many years of their lives being gaslit. And made to feel a certain way. So, again, I get it. And I understand that this is how Cora is. Doesn't mean I like it. Because I just want to shake Cora by her, or Regina by her shoulders. And then I just kind of want to deck Cora for personal reasons. But Yeah. Well, um, look, I, I, never, I never truly enjoy Cora as a character. Because she's my, she's my least favorite <laughs> type of villain which maybe it's because you know it's a little too close to reality because as you said i've met people like this yeah i have met people who have said these exact things and it sickens me deep down inside now the show has a very show logistical reason for cora acting this way and barbara hershey does a great job in portraying it but who boy, <laughs> is it a tough thing to watch. It is so, I mean, once we get into Rose McGowan playing young Cora, mm-hmm. like, we get why. Um, but, like, there, there is, while she's here and the Cora that we have met is so disconnected from any kind of familial feeling and any kind of love and any kind of even understanding of what's happening around her is just, like, actually, I shouldn't say that. She always has a plan. And she always comes through with her promises. Like, she's the only villain up until this point who's just like, I'm going to promise you a thing and I'm going to come through on it. Like, even yeah. Regina's like, you you, you didn't fulfill our bargain, even if it wasn't their fault. Right. <laughs> At least Cora is like, hey, Hook, I got that thing you want. 
Yeah. It's in the no, shit. She, that's, I think that that's what makes Cora really strong is that Cora just does, like, and I, we've discussed this before. Rumple just Cora makes just a thousand. does things. Rumple puts everything out onto the field and just takes what comes to him. Right. Cora, Cora has eye on the prize. She has this working and this working and this working, which is what ultimately doesn't work for her is because when you're only thinking this much tunnel vision, you don't account for what kind yeah. of child Henry is, what kind of person Emma is, because she's yeah. so laser focused on controlling Regina. You cannot control right. the fact that now Regina has people around her that know and care about her. The people that are going to look at Cora and go, this is a sociopath. You need to leave. You need to get as far away from this. Like you are a better person than this. And this you is where like, you need to have a come to Jesus moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which First never happens, all, but it's which. Fine. Like, just, just random note. Could you just imagine, like, is there a church in Storybrooke? Like, did they have to download Christianity into these people's brains? Well, uh, well, I mean, look, they weren't, the, the fairies were nuns. What oh were they Oh my god, that's true. Of? That is true, but they call them, like, Mother Superior, which insinuates that they're Catholics. Oh, boy. Oh boy, there's a whole, about. this is, this is like the whole conversation where I start getting mad about like the, the supply chain problems of uh, Storybrooke, right. but now I'm like upset about Who like delivers the- delivers the mail? Does the, oh. does USPS have just free reign? How do like, they get newspapers? Did, did, is there just like, what how about do they television? get- television? Where's the money come from? But then that's the other thing, like you've, you've created these people who are like, you know, North Americans- uh, living right. on Earth, you would have had to yep. have downloaded some sort of spirituality into them. And what does that spirituality <laughs> reflect back into the, the, like, what do they believe back in the Enchanted Forest? Also, super <laughs> quick side note. we uh, I showed the show to my mother soon after it aired. Like, I think I showed her the first couple episodes just to see if she would like it. And I think one of her first things was like, this is a show on Disney? I said, yeah. Yeah, it's Disney. Why? And she said, did that woman just say hell? <laughs> And I was like, yes, she did. She did. <laughs> I was like, I could, you know what? Come to think of it, that might be a little weird. Might be a little weird but, for Disney live action. <laughs> but to be fair, it wasn't Disney technically. It's Disney. ABC. It's, it's, it's just kind of kind of lampshading a little bit with Disney. They get a little full on Disney it's later. It's Disney but fan fiction. It's fine. It's Disney fan fiction for, for the older crowd because like obviously with what we saw this week, uh, you know, pulling charred hearts out of chests, uh, which would have been an interesting... Oh, uh, we missed... Okay, two really quick things. Okay. <laughs> one, one, one broken-hearted thing of all rumbellers everywhere is uh, there is a moment where Gold tries something and enchants Chip okay. and brings Chip into Bell. So, if I'm remembering hospital. correctly, if I'm remembering correctly, <laughs> the, the conclusion of this is that Chip is in Haiti, like in Limbo. <laughs> I feel well, like I remember like Chip being there or some version of Chip and I just oh, remember like there? I feel like Chip makes a reappearance um in the afterlife or something of that nature. Um I feel like that's also true. I would have to look it up. But yes, it, this it was yes. But yeah, Chip she, she um oh boy, every time he even mentions something even remotely related to magic, it it goes oh. sour for Bell and uh Oh boy! Like every rum beller shrieked, I think, because what Bell does is they fight over Chip a little bit because he's trying to get her to focus and she's just not having it, and so she just throws Chip against the wall, and every rum beller shrieked in horror. 
It was I, like a thousand voices crying out and then suddenly silenced. Just one, one <laughs> tiny, tiny voice. Uh, yeah, like it, <laughs> it just made me laugh because this is, this is the part that I feel like that gold should have understood a little bit better is like when you try to push against somebody like, and I always refer to the curse kind of like a cult where you push against that, the snare tightens. And I have a feeling magic was like a key trigger word for bell and the curse where like you mentioned magic, you mentioned any of this stuff or just the sound of Rumpel's voice is just making her panic even more like just a, just an instinct in her. And so when he keeps trying to give her things and talk about magic and everything like that, it is just making her close in even and get farther from him. Yeah. And, and this is, this is what you'll see in the next couple episodes is he uses magic as a crutch. He may not still have his crutch from when he was, you know, uh, uh, lame as the show put it. I mean, he has his cane. He has his cane, but it's not a crutch. <laughs> that that magic, hoo boy, is such a big crutch for him that he can't possibly see past it. And this is also what's so frustrating is because in the Enchanted Forest, he was the first one to say, well, uh, you know, when, when Snow drinks the potion and is no longer in love with Charming, he's like, you have to make her fall in love with you all over again. This isn't the, this isn't the Snow White you've known this whole time. This is someone else. You have to appeal to her. And I'm sitting here going, this is the same flipping scenario. <laughs> you have to appeal to this woman who is right in front of you. And he just can't do it because magic. And then the only other, the only other thing I think we forgot to add into the recap is about, about our dear old Craig, who was actually lying. Oh yeah, no, yeah. His his very the very last scene is he's on the phone. Pitch, you'll he's never believe what suspicious. I saw. You'll never. I love these like hiding from the nurses where he's just like, I'll never believe what I saw. That's not suspicious at all. Kind of sus. Kind of sus, Craig. I love it. I love it so much. So so we're opening up whatever that storyline is, which is one that I remember not caring for too terribly much. Uh, but we are also on our on our path to find Bay, uh, which. <sighs> I'm excited for because it's the the collision of two storylines that at the time no one had any idea were connected. I love no, it so I know. much. Um, I know. And there were theories flying every which way about like who Bay actually was, you know, like where where they would go. I, love I think it. they even keep where they go secret for a bit. I think. I can't remember. No. They like fly somewhere and I don't even think they say where they're flying to and I'm just like really? Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's episode twelve, the name of the brother, which interesting title is. Uh, it, it, I don't know. I feel like we could have gone with something better. You know, Frankenwolf. I don't know. <laughs> Frankenwolf. Also, by oh, the boy. way, if you look up Frankenwolf, because I was like, there is no way that a story about a Frankenstein werewolf doesn't already exist. If you look up the term Frankenwolf, it is just nothing but Once Upon a Time fan fiction. <laughs> Like fan edits, live journal edits, Tumblr edits, everything. Uh, like the black That's and white amazing. pictures with reds, uh, with That's reds amazing. cloak all the colorized. Oh, just ten out of ten. Uh, like <laughs> this was I think a it's big cute. ship. Like I remember, this was a massive ship. People wanted this ship to happen, and actually, if I'm not mistaken, the producers also wanted this ship to happen. And then you know things got away from them, and other storylines took precedent. But like they wanted ruby and whale to be a thing and like they would they were never able to make it happen which is sad for me because i'm just like oh but that actually might have been really cute oh Maybe. the monster mash i love it <laughs> uh 
Yeah. So, anyway, that was this week's episode. Uh, odd filler that was very intense and violent and gory. <laughs> Usually, like if, fil- filler, if filler was like a bunch of the beginnings of sentences, like on a grammar quiz. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're. And we're you t- have we're, to fill in the rest. We're taking off. <laughs> Uh, like, it's like if you were doing the thing where they started the sentence, but the sentence started out, like, insane. Like, you've discovered a murder in an elevator, and, and you're like, what, what? uh, and, and, what? and, and what? what, and what? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, man, I, so much, again, like I said, so much of this season, I just am experiencing it again for the first time, uh, somehow, like, it's great. I enjoyed this episode. It was a little weird. Like I said, there's a couple moments where I noped out of it pretty quickly, but mostly for my own, you know, squick reasons. I mean, look, I'm never, I'm never happy. I think I mentioned this in the last episode too. I knew that the last episode and this episode were tough from Bell episodes and it just, uh, it does not improve. <laughs> oh, it's it a just, downward it spiral right now. for a while. <laughs> well, he can't, Rumple can do many things, but balancing two relationships has never been... One Never been can, a strong suit. Which is bad for everybody because he's already managing one relationship and it's his relationship with power. And so yep. he can't fully commit to either his his son or the person. We did forget the other thing that squicked me out was that Rumple tried to true love kiss Belle awake. Oh, it's and true. And she about started to violently like hit him. Uh, so yeah, like it she just screamed. She very was un- loudly. She was unhappy to say the least. Uh, anyway, that's, that. I think we've, I think we've exhausted the episode. I think we've, we've done it. We've done it. We did it. We did it, everybody. We, did it. we made it. Uh, I was going to ask you about something, but then I'm realizing that I can't ask, can't ask you about current events. Uh, <laughs> wait, hold on. Let's make up a current event and see if we can make it. Uh, let's see. Sure. Uh, uh I can't make up current events anymore. The world's too weird. I feel like I'm, if I do anything, I'm going to breathe it into existence. I know. I know. Like, did you see? Did you see that Kong versus uh, <laughs> Kong versus you know versus when a Godzilla? You know trailer? when a really good, huh? You know when a monkey punches a lizard right in the face? Oh <laughs> uh, God! Could you have imagined once upon a time introducing like the big ones, the like, big monsters, like suddenly like like a kaiju king, episode, like a King Kong is just like part of another <laughs> world, like. That'd have been rad. Like they all have to go to what's the island that he's from? I don't. I don't keep up with the big monsters. Skull anymore. Island. Skull Island. Just like they all go to Skull Island for some reason, and they, ooh, and they take Tiny the Giant so he can have a friend with. He can be a friend to to King Kong. <laughs> Tiny was one of my favorite characters. God bless Tiny. I love Tiny. <laughs> Alrighty, so that wraps it up. Um, if you guys would like to follow us on our Facebook page, it's facebook.com slash group slash OUA Timing or on Twitter at OUA Timing. You can find me personally at on Twitter at just underscore Abby. Uh, do you have anything, Joy, that you would like to plug this week? Uh, sure. Yes. Um, I am actually going to be starting my own pop. Wow. I am actually going to be starting my own podcast soon in, uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, the next couple of months. Uh, so keep an eye out for Binge O'Clock, which nice. is literally just going to be like, hey, we watch a thing, we talk a thing. <laughs> I love it. I love that we, I just, I've, I've bugged you. I've, I've gotten, I've gotten in your head. I'm just like, That's yes, true. Podcasts. You've gotten, you've gotten under my skin. You just got to talk about <laughs> podcasts. Talk about podcasts. <laughs> 
and, yeah. Uh, I can be found at Jawberry, J-A-W-V-E-R-R-Y, on Twitter. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, the... Just a date date when we recorded this episode, I believe last night on Twitter, I went on a rant about seven layer dip because I hate it. I'm mad about it. And I don't understand how you eat it. Uh, so that's the kind of absolute gold star information. In. <laughs> like, I mean, just somewhere between just complaining about the government and complaining about Midwestern casserole dips. Uh, that's that's where I land on Twitter. Uh <laughs> So, all right, guys, we will see you guys in about two weeks to talk about episode 13. And until then, I'll talk to you later, Joy. Talk to you later, Abby. Bye. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 